Welcome back to Second and Short. It is Friday, November 24th, 2023. It is Black Friday. It is the day after Thanksgiving. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving. Uh, me and Luke haven't gotten to enjoy our Thanksgivings just yet because it is Wednesday uh, as we're recording this, but uh, I hope you guys all had a great time. I hope you ate way more than anticipated. I hope you watched way too much football, um, talked about nothing with way too many family members, and uh, hope you're actively finding great deals today on Black Friday. Um, Luke, uh, let's make some personal Thanksgiving predictions. What is what is a prediction about what you're going to do tomorrow? Ooh, um, uh, my girlfriend and her brothers are going to fight a lot. Okay, <laughs> I like that's. Uh, I probably put that at like a. Uh, Minus two hundred. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's probably favored to happen. Um, it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna eat way too many carbs and feel like garbage on Friday, like all day. Yeah, well, that definitely gonna happen. Yeah, I, <laughs> there's a there's. I'm I'm ready, man. Yeah, I'm ready. Actually, here, um, there is a plus. It's like a plus 1,000 that I eat a vegetable tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> plus 1,000 uh, that all I right. eat a single vegetable tomorrow. Uh, okay, well, let's go ahead and just kind of, first of all, we're going to be going over our normal stuff, NFL Week 12. We'll be going through all the Thanksgiving games, even though they will be decided by the time you listen to it. But uh, we have some MLB free agency news starting to heat up a little bit. Premier League weekend, Premier League's back from the international break. Then we got the Champions League match day five coming up next week. And then, of course, questions time. Before we get into anything, though, Luke, how do you feel about uh, the firing of Matt Canada? Oh, yeah, that was um, that was big news. I, I'm pretty glad, especially after the Browns game. Um, a little bit unfortunate for him, you know, moving down to the sidelines, being 2-0, and um, and then getting fired, you know, the third week on the sidelines. So... I mean, I, I think it, it was definitely a step that needed to happen, you know, when your quarterback gets outplayed by a third-string quarterback. But, you know, kind of going to off the topic of what I just talked about, the next step is Kenny Pickett. Um, I'm still not satisfied, and I have a feeling that I still won't be satisfied until something is done with him. But, um, you know, knowing the Steelers, there's a good chance we're going to be with Kenny Pickett for a while. I like him, just don't think he's a good quarterback. Yeah, uh, I, I also don't think he's a good quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, when it came to the Matt Canada thing, it seemed like a no-brainer. Um, yeah, when you you put up ten points in a loss, um, in a thirteen to ten loss, pretty yep. brutal to see. Um, and you know, just throughout the entire season, you guys just really haven't put up the points that you probably should, considering the mm-hmm. strength you guys have at running back and at wide receiver. Um, but. You know, we'll see what happens. Do you, who's the interim? Do, do you know? Uh, it's going to be Mike Sullivan. I think he was okay. the quarterback's coach, which was the same thing they did with Randy Fickner. He was Ben's quarterback's coach and then uh, took over, and that also didn't work out. So um, I actually have a Matt Canada stat here saved on my oh, phone just please. to give him a send-off. Enlighten me. Uh, the Steelers' offense hasn't gained over 400 yards in 58 straight games. Uh, this streak began uh, week three of the 2020 season, so we still had Ben Roethlisberger. During this span, NFL offensives have gone over 400 yards 462 times, and the Steelers have not done it 
once, and here we go, I got one more here. This is the first time that the Steelers have ever fired a coach or, you know, done anything like that in season since 1941, and that coach fired himself. Oh. Interesting. So, uh, very, you know, it's a big move, because Randy Fickner was bad, too, but we rode the season out with him. So, um, yeah, I mean, it seems like we're making steps in the right direction, but I'm kind of worried that it's out of response of how the players have been responding to it all. Um, I haven't seen a Steelers team, you know, this down bad in a while. Like, you got Najee in interviews. He doesn't even know what to say. You got George Pickens freaking out and giving the team mixed signals. Um, It's not doing too good, but hopefully this is a step in the right direction. And, I mean, Mike Tomlin, who wouldn't want to play for Mike Tomlin? So, I'm not too worried about it. That's fair. I think uh, an anonymous players poll said that Mike Tomlin is the coach you'd want to play for. uh, I saw that. majority. So, um, yeah, he's definitely got to play for. uh, I guess I'll address the elephant in the room. I am wearing an Aaron Rodgers Packers jersey, um, in case you couldn't tell. Uh, It was a good deal. That's all I'm going to say. It was a good (laughs) deal. We've addressed the fact that we both were big Aaron Rodgers fans. Um, Oh, yeah. so Big time. Yeah, I couldn't beat this deal. It was literally prime, like shipped with Prime, so free shipping, and it was like fifteen dollars. Oh wow! Yeah, can't beat that. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> but um, yeah. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the NFL Week Twelve, aka Feast Week, and um. Yeah, East let, week, baby. Let's start with Thursday's games, even though they already happened. Um, I'm sure as you're listening to these, you're going to be rolling your eyes at what horrible predictions we make. But let's start 12.30 p.m. Packers-Lions. Lions, a 7.5-point favorite. Um, I know Jared Goff looked pretty bad last week. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it just no, doesn't. Um, no, it, I mean... The Bears did, you know, put up 26 and they were, you know, the, the Lions had to come back against them. But, you know, let's remind everybody that they put up 26 points and lost 31 to 26. And Jared Goff had three picks and the Bears didn't even turn the ball over. They would have gotten shit on if Jared Goff didn't play bad. So, um, yeah, it's a horrible loss for Chicago and a uh, a really good fight win for Detroit. We haven't really seen them having uh, have to do that that often. Yeah. So I feel like, you know. But with them now being eight and two, it almost gave us a different element of this team to look at as far as like possibilities go in the future. You know, maybe they can come back in a big playoff game. Who knows? But um, yeah, this Detroit team is special, and it's awesome to see the NFL when they're good. Yeah, like the running back for, for literally, literally oh, the first time in our lives, if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Crazy, um, it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm loving the running back share. I think David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Like, Jameer gets you down the field, David Montgomery scores a touchdown. David Montgomery gets you down the field, Jameer scores a touchdown. They're throwing the ball to Jameer a whole lot more. I think it all works out for the best. And Amon Ra is still one of the hottest wide receivers in the league. Yeah, uh, that's all you got to say. But, you know, flipping over to the Packers side, damn, we were dead wrong about how they were going to do last week. I... I cannot... I don't understand how the Packers ended up winning this game. But, I mean, hey, Jordan Love... You know, around a 50% completion rate, 322 yards and a, uh, two touchdowns, no picks. Um, yeah, I mean, plain and simple, really just outplayed Herbert, surprisingly, yeah. in this game as far as, like, yardage goes. But, um, 
yeah, they, they look great against the Chargers. Yeah, the only issue with this one is that the splits kind of tell the story for the Packers. Three and two at home, one and four on the road. Going to Detroit, a team that's four and one at home, not going to be easy whatsoever. Um, nope. I, I do think that the Lions have to watch out for the Jordan Love-Jaden Reed connection. They're heating up quite a bit. Jaden Reed's the leading receiver on this Packers team this season. He's a rookie. Who would have have thought? Yeah, he's not being talked about whatsoever, but he's been very good for them, despite how well Romeo Dubs and a few moments from uh, Christian Watson. Jaden Reed has four touchdowns, 463 yards, 32 receptions. He's been their best receiver for sure, and um, I think they're they're a duo to watch out for, like scoring a touchdown or two this week. Yeah. Okay. But uh, final score wise, I well, it's tough. I I think I know the Lions kind of struggled early in the last week, but I don't see that happening this week. I think Dan Campbell knows how to bounce back with those guys, so I'm gonna go. Uh, Lions, Lions 28, Packers 17. I'm going to go a similar score. I'm going to go Lions 24, Packers 14, 10-point game. All right. Well, let's get into the afternoon, 4.30 p.m., Commanders, Cowboys. Ooh, not going to go well for the Commanders. I hate to say it. Like, no, not at all. No. Um uh, after after Tommy DeVito, I think that may have just kind of ended their entire season. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I mean, the Giants are lucky. You know, they already have a quarterback that's better than Kenny Pickett, maybe even two of them. Um, when you have a quarterback who's new to the game and he can get sacked nine fucking times and throw 26 passes, complete 18 of them for 246 yards, three touchdowns, and no picks. Holy shit. In a division rivalry game? Wow. Uh, That that was, you know, fantastic. But, you know, back to the commander side, they um, just flat out should not have lost this game. And uh, Sam Howell kind of blew it for them with turnovers and everything. And, um, yeah, Tommy DeVito just capitalized on the mistakes. Yeah, it was surprising. And considering... You're facing what I would consider a much better quarterback than Tommy DeVito this week, uh, and Dak Prescott, yeah. who's been red hot recently. Their secondary has sucked all year for the Commanders. I think that's been a problem all year. It's a young secondary. It's just not all that good. They are going to get absolutely run out of Dallas. <laughs> yeah, on Thanksgiving, dude. Yeah, yeah. I think I I do <laughs> it, think though Brian down. Robinson could have a big impact in this game because of his versatility. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of a lot of just like nothing deep. Toss it off to Brian Robinson. Try and make him. Sorry, excuse me. Try and let him do something, and then hand it off. See what he can do because he's that talented. He's really coming to his own this season. He's a guy that'll play well for the Commanders as a whole, though. There's no way they keep up with the scoring ability of the Cowboys. No, no, I completely agree. And the Cowboys got a good defense, too. 
And the Commanders didn't really do that great against the Giants' defense, which is uh, not as good as the Cowboys. But, Correct. yeah, I mean, I like the points that you made. Dak Prescott, you know, we got to give him his bread when he deserves it, and he definitely has deserved it these past couple weeks. He's been phenomenal. Um, not a big yardage game despite putting up 33 points, but still, you know, stakes are non-existent with him lately, um, which has been yeah. great. Uh, and then Tony Pollard got into the end zone as well, which is a big deal. Uh, maybe he can uh, get some momentum from that. But score prediction... Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go 31, 31, 17 Dallas. Mm. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 35, 14 Dallas. All right. All right. Like Next it. game, 49ers Seahawks, another division rivalry, top two teams in the division. This one's going to be. Better than it seems. Is that fair to say? The 49ers are seven and a half point favorite on the road in Seattle. If I know anything about yep. these Seattle fans, that's not okay. And they're going to do yeah, something about it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but see, on the other side of that, though, like I'm, I'm just not, I'm not down with the Seahawks anymore. Um, you know, they I are trust six their and fans four, but they're more than their team. Yeah, that, that's definitely a fair <laughs> assumption. But the, I don't think the 49ers are really the team that, you know, the fans are going to make all the difference against, man. I think that they're like a, you know, when they're on, they're a, a pretty much a no mistake team. Like, you know, you got Brock Purdy, he'll never throw a pick and maybe have like five incomplete passes, three touchdowns. Um, and, you know, Christian McCaffrey is there as well. So yeah. I, I really don't see how the Seahawks are going to pull it off, especially in primetime under the lights and everything. I mean, CenturyLink is going to be bumping, but so are the 49ers. Correct. Um, yeah, I, it's just an unstoppable offense. Like when Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey are rolling, there's there's no nobody can help you. No, <laughs> not no. even Tariq Woolen, who's been getting burned all year. Um, or on offense, Kenneth Walker, who's not getting the ball and got hurt last week. I don't even know if he's active this week. Zach Charbonnet did look good. I'll give him that. Um, but yeah, shout out once again, like the 49ers are always obviously going to play great defense and with how the Seahawks offense has just been here and there, I think there's no way they keep up with the 49ers because look, the 49ers are going to put up, you know, they're, you know, 24, 28 points and the Seahawks just will not be able to get to that point. No, I mean, I mean, and it's weird that we're even talking about the Seahawks like this because, like, they have a lot of big play, you know, caliber players on their team, like DK yeah. Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and even Jackson Smith and Jigba. And that's, you know, going to be the key for me. I think if the Seahawks have a chance, they're going to need a couple of big play touchdowns to be able to beat the 49ers, but it probably won't happen. Yeah, I, honestly, that's the best way to score against the 49ers because it's hard to do anything with all those guys in front of you. Like, you yeah. have to get lucky and, and hope that somebody in that secondary blows their coverage because that's yeah, going to be your best chance to get past them. Yeah, that's way more likely of happening than to actually grind out a drive against this defense yeah. because, you know, even um, with their starters, the 49ers can still sub, you know, in guys that are ready <laughs> 100%. <laughs> it, like, it doesn't matter. You're not going to be able to grind them down because there's another guy that's just as good, you know, on the bench. So Exactly. Yeah, this game's going to be brutal. Um, kind of like what you said, the 49ers have a pretty good blueprint of how they win. I feel like they win games very similarly. Yeah. So I'm going to go 49ers 28, Seahawks 14. Super simple. 
yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm going to go – actually, I'm going to say the Seahawks cover the 7.5-point spread. I'm going to say 49ers win 28-21, but it looks way more dominant than it really was. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, our next game is the first-ever Black Friday game. It's on Prime Video wow, exclusively. No, no, no. Um, now you guys won't know what happened, so this is way more fun. Dolphins, <laughs> Jets, and uh, there goes the fun that was once there because this matchup is brutal. Oh, Tim Boyle, boy. starting um, quarterback. Trevor Simeon, backup quarterback. Zach Wilson, third-string quarterback for the Jets now. What happened I mean, to what? What happened to Robert Sala saying like five weeks ago? This guy gives us the best chance to win. I know. It's unfortunate. I know. Now, now we gotta crawl until Rogers gets back. Is yeah. the new name of the game? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it's a bummer. You know, I, I kept on talking about it early on in the season, but I really thought after Hard Knocks we were gonna see like a, a different Zach Wilson, which I I think we have. He we have. he's a much better kid than what he used to be. Yep. And, you know, sometimes I, I kind of felt like the ability might come with that because, you know, a lot of football is a mental game as well. But that just has not happened for Zach Wilson at all. It's not like he doesn't have talent on this offense. I mean, they have Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, and, you know, now with uh, no more, um, oh, my gosh, I'm blanking on his name, Michael Carter, it's yeah. Uh, Israel yeah, from uh, from Pitt. Um, who had, yeah, had one rush for 11 yards. Shout out. Got yeah. a first down. And, of course, but, you have Garrett Wilson. Um, who's can't forget about him. Amazing, um, you know, and Alan Lazard, who's certainly good enough to do something. But yeah, like it's hard to say that they can do anything. I will say Zach Wilson, the only quarterback this season that beat the Eagles. Shout out Zach Wilson. Yeah, gotta gotta <laughs> remind him of that in case he's you know yeah. struggling at the moment. Down. Um, what sucks. He is. Is that we're talking about the Jets like this, and they're four and six. Um, so are the Falcons. We don't have to talk about that right now. But um, <laughs> look, the Dolphins' offense is great. The Jets' defense is great. It's not good enough to stop them from scoring three points, which is all they will probably need to beat the Jets. <laughs> yeah. Like Tim, exactly. I don't know if anybody knows how bad of a quarterback Tim Boyle really is. He sucks. And for him to be starting is concerning. Um, there's not much else to say about this Dolphins team. I think A-Chain is back out of the lineup after getting kind of re-hurt uh, early in the mm. game. And then coming off the short week. Yeah, he's questionable. He was a limited participant. Tyreek was limited as well. Uh, but Tyreek did say he's going to play. It doesn't matter. Um, and then uh, Raheem Mostert limited in practice today as well. Uh, Salvin Ahmed uh, is going to miss the rest of the season with a foot injury, uh, so that kind of hurts the running back depth, especially if A-Chain can't get back. But, um, yeah, like with the with the Dolphins, all their guys just are questionable every week, um, which bothers me a little bit, you know, when it comes to trying to make a projection. Um, oh, for sure. But yeah. they have struggled on the road. Two and three on the road for the Dolphins. Um, is pretty surprising. I think it's a little bit closer than most think it would be, um, but the Jets just can't kind of get the offense going. I think it's uh, Dolphins 17, Jets 9. 
Okay. That's your score prediction? Yeah. That's a you know, that's pretty accurate. Um because I I don't like how the Dolphins have really looked the last couple weeks. Like you yeah. have the loss to the Chiefs, which I mean, you know, if, if you're gonna be one of the better teams, I would have liked to have seen a better performance than 14 points there, especially with that offense. And then you only put up 20 against Oakland. Um which, you know, may all be because of Jalen Ramsey, to be honest with you. He had he's yeah. crazy back in Miami. That's so good for them. Um, with it being, you know, funky game, divisional rivalry, Black Friday, I'm actually gonna take the Jets in this one. I think the Jets are gonna have the upper hand. Um I'm gonna go Jets sixteen, Dolphins fourteen. All right. Look at Tim Boyle. Maybe Trevor Simeon. Um Yeah. All right. I hope it's Trevor Simeon. I <laughs> yeah. actually don't mind him at all. All right. Let's get into uh let's get into Sunday. We'll start it off Saints Falcons, the five and five NFC South leading Saints, the four and six Falcons are a one point favorite. Um I I don't know. I, I simply have zero comments on the state of the Falcons right now. We'll talk about the Saints. Okay, Saints, uh, Derek Carr, really good at getting hurt uh, once a week. Um, uh-huh. Alvin Kamara, really good at having a good game every other week. Chris Olave, really good at not getting the ball as much as he should. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's what I've got on the Saints at the moment. Michael Thomas Man, still I, sucks. <laughs> still sucks. Dude, Jameis Winston still sucks. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> I man, I I know he looked okay in the game that he came in. You know, against Minnesota last week, but yeah, but his picks were horrible. Yeah, I, and like some that of goes. his decision making. That's how that goes. <laughs> some of his decision making is literally him in an interview. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but he plays like how he talks in interviews. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's just but, uh, he's kind of out there. Everywhere. Yeah, he's a very out there guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I don't mind this Saints team at all, even with Jameis Winston in saying that. Um, Alvin Kamara is just ridiculous. Um, Chris Olave had a great game against Minnesota last week. And then the Falcons are coming off of a disappointing game. You know, once again, they couldn't game plan really for the quarterback that they were playing against. I mean, you have nothing on 2023 Kyler Murray except for the game he played against you. Um Damn, I, I don't know. I'm I none of the Falcons receiving weapons are getting the ball like they should. Drake London and Kyle Pitts are just kind of left out there. Not even yeah. Bijan Robinson really getting too many receptions either. Um, I like seeing him get 22 carries because you know against the Cardinals he'll put up 95 yards and a touchdown for you because yeah. that's what he can do. But um, dang, that Cardinals loss was bad for the Falcons. I I think Alvin Kamara is going to have a tough time against this Falcons defense because that is a consistent thing that the Falcons have going for him is a, is a very, very solid defense, but it's not going to be enough, man. I, I feel like the Falcons are going to lose this one. Um, I'm going to go 20 to 17 saints. Okay. I, I think there's a predictability to David or uh, to Derek Carr that makes me not believe he can win a game ever. Um, I, I'm going to ride with the Falcons, but it's not going to be pretty. Uh, I'm going to go Falcons 21, Saints 20. Okay. Um, all right. Steelers, Bengals. Another mm. divisional matchup. Um, all of these games thus far that we've talked about are divisional matchups. This one, uh, 
Can you beat a backup quarterback in Cincinnati? <laughs> Can you? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> new, off- new offensive coordinator is uh, super exciting, uh, you know, as I've already said, but it, it's still Kenny Pickett, man. Um, I'm glad and, and you feel looked- as shitty as I do as a fan of your football team. Yeah, I, I mean, it's... I'm glad we're on the same level. I, I like the grit. I like the grit of this team, and, and it is fun to struggle in a way because it weeds out all of the um, all of the shit fans. I actually have a fan that I was friends with that quit on the Steelers um, this year, oh, and nice. I, I have not talked to him since, actually. That, that is Good. a true, true thing. But, um, yeah, I, I'm not with the quitters. It's we can't rely on Jalen Warren to have one big play every game. If he gets nine carries and 129 yards every game, give him like 85 million dollars for seven years. But nine carries is not always going to get you 129 games, which is why I'm not starting him in fantasy, Grayson. I've gotten that question a lot from uh, people in our league. But um, on the other side is Cincinnati with the you know backup quarterback. We just got done losing to a backup quarterback that was also a rookie. So I have no idea. The only way that I can see the Steelers winning this game is getting some um, defensive touchdowns and turnovers like it always has been. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to ride with them. I, I think the Steelers are going to win. Uh, well, I'm going to go 20 again, but 20 to 14 this time, Steelers. Okay. I'm going to go uh, Bengals 17, Steelers 13. I just cannot possibly believe in this offense to score points. That's fine. All right. Well, we next got the game. Defense. Finally, not a division matchup, uh, but it's a horrible game. Panthers Titans. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Young versus Will Levis. I guess. Yeah. I mean, Will Levis is <sighs> kind of entertaining to watch, at least. Not last week. Um. Yeah, that was bad last week. <laughs> um, look, let's be honest. Nobody wins. <laughs> the viewer doesn't win. Yeah. The Panthers certainly don't win. Maybe the Titans win this football game only because they're good at home. All their wins this season have come at home. I, I guess you could say the same for the Panthers, but all of theirs are won. But, yeah, I I guess the Titans are going to win. Um. That is the least confident I could possibly be. It's just the Panthers are so bad that I can't, pot, in good faith, take them to win a football game right now. Well, you know, one thing, I, I feel like the elephant in the room that no one's talking about is how washed Derrick Henry's been Oh, playing. my God. Yes. Like, he has been ridiculously bad. Consistently bad for about four or five weeks yeah. for, for this Titans team. And... Honestly, Will Levis didn't even have that bad of a game against Jacksonville at all. Like, look, looking at his stats right now, it was that he literally had no help. Um, he didn't turn the ball over, only got sacked twice, um, only had uh, four incomplete passes and no picks. It, it's just, um, yeah, it's I, I think this offense is built for a Derrick Henry that just isn't there anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. That, that's kind of my two cents. I, I think the Panthers might have a chance to win this game. They do have a I re- chance. I do. I there's too many holes to poke in this Panthers team to me. Bad defensive line, bad offensive line, quarterback arguably bad, not enough offensive weapons, no running game. 
certainly some some weak points all over the defense. Um, so I'm gonna ugh, I'm gonna take the Titans. Uh, I'm gonna go Titans seventeen, Panthers seven. I'm gonna go Titans three, Panthers two. <laughs> Uh, That's a first. No, that kidding. is a that is a second and short scoregami. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go uh, Titans fifteen, Panthers seven. I like fifteen. That's fun. Yeah, I mean it's a uh, <laughs> it's a fun score. Yeah, I like I like fifteen too. You got field goals yeah. there. There's so that's so <laughs> up for interpretation. It could be it really five is. field goals. It could be uh, two touchdowns with one extra point, one two point conversion. It could be a touchdown, yep. two field goals, and a safety. So many fun ways to get to 15. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, next game, though, Buccaneers-Colts. Once again, interesting, because mm. the Buccaneers have been really bad. They have really yeah, taken a turn are... for the worse. Yeah, the Colts the are Colts are 5-5. Five five. Yeah. Yeah, they, they are interesting. I, I – um... You know, be, being five and five isn't great, but I respect the fight out of this team with everything they've yeah. dealt with this season. They've been, you know, they've been there. Yeah, for the Buccaneers, it's like I can't blame them for the teams they've lost to, you know, throughout this course. Like, so they were three and one after they beat the Saints in Week Four. You lose to the Lions, a super close one with the Falcons, Bills, Texans. You beat the Titans. And then you lose to the 49ers. I don't blame them for losing any of those games. Like at that point, people believed in the Falcons. Otherwise, these are all teams that probably should have beat them. So yeah. um yeah, it kind of like it I don't know. It, it's weird because like I still kind of trust Baker Mayfield to be the quarterback. Like I still don't think he's a game changer, but there's game-changing players. They just need to play well at the same time. Chris Godwin had a good week last week. Mike Evans didn't. Every other week, Mike Evans has a good week. Chris Godwin doesn't. Kate Auten had an okay week last week. Other guys aren't having good weeks. Like Nothing is lining up right now for the Buccaneers, and it's killing them. Yeah, I mean, the only consistent thing that you have going with the Buccaneers lately has been Rashad White, which I think is the yeah. problem. I, I don't know if I would really say... Um, that they're kind of like flip-flopping as far as like who's good, Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. But to me, it's just more that they're they're not getting the ball as much as they should. You know, we haven't seen um, very many like 10 reception games or um, 100-yard games out of these guys. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what's been telling. Um, what From what I can remember of the Buccaneers' four wins, you had, you know, Mike Evans getting like 111 yards, you know, it, it kind of in that range. And it, it's almost like... It, they're spreading the ball too much. I, I don't know if that's really, I don't know if it's bad to spread the ball too much, but I think they should limit the guys that they're giving the ball to. Trust Chris Godwin, trust Kate, Ot uh, Kate Otten, trust Mike Evans, and trust Rashad White, but some of these other guys are just kind of sucking up the targets, I feel like. Yeah, I think, you know, when it comes down to, like, who's getting the most targets, it seems like early in the game, Baker spreads the ball out for like the first two quarters. He'll spread the ball out. And then he realized, okay, he's like, okay, so Godwin, I've targeted him five times. He's only caught two passes. Evans, I've targeted him four times. He's caught all four. Auten, targeted him three times. He's caught two of them. I'm just going to give Mike Evans 12 targets now. 
<laughs> it always seems like it's the guy that starts off the best gets all the targets for the rest of the game. Yep. And it's, I don't know why. I think it's just a matter of like, he knows that he's like, okay, well, at this point, I trusted him more than him. I'm going to throw to the first guy. And I, I think that just hurts yeah. them, makes their offense super predictable. When you go into the second half, you're like, okay, this guy's got six targets. This guy's got four. He's caught more passes. He's going to get the ball. Yeah. And I think that keeps happening week by week. Um, the Colts, they have a chance to win this game. They suck at home, which is Big an time. issue. Big issue when you're when you're a five yeah. and five team, you're one and four at home. There is something fundamentally wrong with your team, <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't help They're... that they cut Shaq Leonard this week. Oh, I know, and that that was an injury cut too. They yeah. they were just cutting him because he couldn't stay healthy, which I I've just never liked how that looked. Yeah, it is so, weird, especially with him being an absolute animal. Yeah, when he's he is healthy. an animal. But, like, think about how that linebacker core is taking such a hit. Bobby Okarike leaves in free agency. Shaq Leonard can't stay healthy. He gets cut. Like, that defense is literally just DeForest Buckner now. DeForest and Zaire Buckner Franklin. And, yeah, Zaire Franklin. And, uh, shit, who's the uh, the corner um, that had the two pick sixes off Bryce Young? I can't remember that guy's name, but he's very good as well. Oh, Kenny Moore? Yes, Kenny Moore. Yeah, he's solid. Solid, but, but yeah, that's their whole yeah, defense. Yeah, and you know, back offensively, last week was kind of a weird week, and you know, one it was in Germany. Two, Zach Moss just really didn't get any carries, um, which I liked for one of my other leagues that I have Jonathan Taylor in. But you know, they looked a lot better offensively when it was more of a shared thing. I, I don't know if Jonathan Taylor is maybe conditioned enough to be RB one um, just yet yeah. in this point of the season. I think he kind of needs a little bit more games to or with Zach Moss to help him out because he uh, he had a decent game against New England, but it wasn't like a typical Jonathan Taylor. Like, you can definitely tell. 23 carries, only 69 yards. Nice, pun intended, but also he could do much better. We know he can do much better than that. Yeah. Um, As far as this game goes, I think it'll be low scoring. Uh, I'm going to go Indianapolis 21, Buccaneers 13. Okay. I'm going to go uh, Indianapolis 24, Buccaneers 17. I like it. All right. Uh, shitty game of the week. The the worst. Worse than Panthers-Titans somehow. Uh, Patriots-Giants. Damn. I don't want to watch this. Uh, let's not watch it then. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we can talk about it. And the thing to talk about is Tommy DeVito. Um, Luke, okay, I'm going to go through this list of teams that Tommy DeVito has thrown three touchdowns against between college and the pros, uh, and tell me who the outlier is, okay? You have right, the outlier. Western Michigan, North Carolina, Maryland, the Washington Commanders, Chattanooga, Holy Cross, that's it. There's, an well, there's only one here. NFL team. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> Though one of them does have almost the exact same logo as the Washington football team did. Western Michigan is not an NFL team. But, yeah, um, the good thing is is that all of those college teams are probably better than the Patriots right now. 
<laughs> like, they are atrocious. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mac God Jones. Dang. Mac Jones looks like shit. Yeah. Uh, Bailey Zappi, whenever he comes in, also looks like shit. It is just abysmal. Like yeah, everything um, going the, on in New England. How the fuck did they beat the Bills a few weeks ago? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I still idea. can't figure that out. <laughs> um, I mean, the only good thing that you have going on in New England is it looks like Ramondre Stevenson has kind of figured it out the past couple weeks. He's been he's been playing a lot better. Um, but it, you know, twenty carries, eighty eight yards against the Colts, you still put up six points. It, yeah, it's not that's effective. That's the issue. Um, so. Yeah, and on the other side, you got Tommy DeVito, um, probably one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. Yeah, uh, possibly taking on the Bill best Belichick. Italian of all time. The yeah. single greatest yeah. Italian person of all time. Yes, yep. he's he's up there on the list, uh, right up there with De Niro for me. But um, yeah, and John Luigi um, Buffon, and and Luigi and Mario. We can't forget about both of them. They're Agreed. some solid Italian people. Yeah, and Tony Soprano. Um, we we honestly could sit here and name a lot yeah. of Italians that are probably better than Tommy DeVito, but um, Tommy DeVito is going to be a hell hell of a lot better than Mac Jones. Um, I, I mean, somehow, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm going to go. God, there's so many low scoring games. I feel like I'm going to get a lot of these wrong. Um, Seventeen nine. Patriots are going to lose. Yeah, I don't I don't hate that. Um... Uh, 14-3 Giants. Okay. Yeah. Mac Jones is going to throw three picks. All right. Uh, all to Xavier McKinney, who I believe is his former teammate at Alabama. Nice. All right. Uh, next nice game, final game. game. <laughs> final game of the 1 p.m. slate. A great matchup. A division matchup again. Jaguars, right, here we go. Texans. And uh, just letting everybody know that after the first quarter, C.J. Stroud will be at 3,000 passing yards. Uh, he's currently at 2,962. That's unfair. It is. It is unfair. I, I mean, there's no other, there's not nope. really much else to Nothing say. Nothing else to say. <laughs> it's simply unfair yeah. that C.J. Stroud is this good. Guy literally was born October 3rd, 2001. And he's doing yeah. this in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> that man is younger than Colin. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. That's crazy. Younger than Colin. Yeah. CJ wow. Shroud is younger than Colin and lighting up the NFL. See, that really puts it into perspective. Yeah. But, um,. Damn, this Texans team has looked really, really good, though. Um, tough win against Arizona. Um, you know, C.J. Stroud did end up throwing three picks, but, I mean, it was about time. He still yeah. won the game. Yeah, he said, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to still... keep shooting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, damn, dude, th- this Texans offense with, with a running back looks amazing. Devin Singletary has really really picked it up for this texans team yeah and uh yeah i'm I'm sure cj stroud couldn't be more happy um texans defense has also looked really good in the past uh, couple weeks too i've really liked that and uh tank dell is just explosive oh my god Uh, that's really all i got for him yeah i do think the jags like 
should not be slept on just because of the narratives of the Texans right now. The Jags are still a good football team. They're seven and three. They're oh, perfect yeah. on the road. Like that's a big deal. And yeah, I, I Cal- think the Jags, Calvin Ridley coming off of a good week too. Yeah, Calvin Ridley's coming off a good week. Zay Jones second game off the IR. That's big. His you know production's going to go way up. We saw them get dominated by the 49ers. They got right back to their winning ways against the Titans last week. Don't just like write them off because of that game. Just because the win streak's over. And I feel like people have done that. So I think the Jags are still going to win simply uh, because the Texans are like too hot right now for what they are. Um, I feel like they almost need to be humbled at this point. I think Jacksonville is the team to do it. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go high scoring because I don't love the defenses on either side. Um, I'm gonna go Jags 31, Texans 27. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep riding with the Texans here. I'm gonna go uh, Houston 28, Jacksonville uh, 24. Okay. Let's get into the 405 slate on Saturday, the 4 o'clock Browns-Broncos. This one is interesting because the Broncos are they're winning games. I'm not going to say playing great. They're winning games. I was about to say. Russell Wilson's throwing the ball, not far, but throwing it. Cortland Sutton's yeah. catching touchdowns. But something doesn't seem right still. It, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> but then again, ain't nothing right about the Browns right now, other than the defense. Oh man, that defense is incredible. Just yeah. ask me about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I already in this game, I, I'm already kind of liking the Broncos. If yes, this Browns defense is crazy, but Russell Wilson, you know, he's looked really, really good. He's a veteran quarterback who's seen it all. Um, I, I think, you know, out of all the quarterbacks in the league that you'd want to play against this Brown de- Browns defense, I would honestly put Russell Wilson in that consideration. Not necessarily because he's good, but he's playing well now, and, you know, he's a seasoned veteran. So I, I think you got a really good quarterback defense matchup here in this game. Um, and, and I think it will simply all come down to the fact that Russell Wilson is better than, what the fuck is this guy's name? Dorian, Dorian Thompson. Thompson? Yeah, I, I I think that that's going to be the story of the game yeah. there is the quarterback play. Uh, Russ is going to outplay Dorian. Yeah, if this were the preseason, I'd take the Browns because Dorian Thompson-Robinson was electric in the preseason. But uh, yeah. it's not, uh, in case you forgot. It was a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, I, I think the Broncos win. <laughs> this is a matter of being out-experienced. I, I use that term quite a bit now, but – it's true. The Broncos are going to just show off the veteran leadership. Sean Payton is going to show off the veteran leadership as a head coach. Um, I would still like to see Javante Williams run the ball more. Just in general, this offense needs to run the ball more. Because like Russ isn't getting a lot of passing yards, but he's passing for touchdowns. And it's all because of starting off in good field position. Yep. Obviously, against the Browns, you probably do have a chance to start off in good field position. But it it's certainly going to be a hard to do that through the air. If you're to move up the field through the air, if you've got Greg Newsom and Denzel Ward to worry about. So I, true. I feel like it might be close just because of the Browns defense. And the fact that the Broncos certainly haven't shown that they can run the ball at an elite level 
uh, and Russ can't really throw the deep ball this year. So I'm going to still take the Broncos, but I'm going to take them. Uh, I'm going to go 21 20 Broncos. Oh, wow. I'm going to go uh, 19 to 10 Broncos. Okay. Let's get into the next game division game Rams, Cardinals. That one's bad. It's bad. Horrible. <laughs> you know what's bad is that Horrible. this is a game where the Cardinals, who were the favorite, preseason favorite, to get the first overall pick, are favored by a point. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out Arizona. Yeah. Or um, the opposite of whatever a shout out is, um, a sh- shun the Rams. Um, a shutdown? Yeah, I guess. It, look, Matthew Stafford <laughs> came back last week, looked rather ineffective. Cooper Cup hurt himself again. Ankle sprain. Puka has a small shoulder injury. He's day-to-day, though. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Does not at all. I, I really think this Cardinals team is going to win here. I do, too. I really Kyler do. Murray, I hate him. He's fun to watch. He is fun <laughs> to watch right now. He is. He really is like just a little baby man <laughs> running out there playing quarterback. <laughs> Like, just his little scramble that he does. Yeah, no, there's but, nothing I mean, funnier than watching that man run. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I don't really have much to say except for I, I do like how this Arizona Cardinals offense looks with Connor and Kyler back. I think, you, you know, they may have lost last week, but they did beat the Falcons. I, I can kind of see a blueprint here for Arizona. I just don't really think that they have a very good wide receiver right now. It, it's starting to look like Marquise Brown, uh, a.k.a. Hollywood, is not the guy. Um, Trey McBride is the guy. Though. He is good. So I, good I think if you're end. Arizona, you just look for a wide receiver, and you know soon you're going to be a decent team once you build up that defense. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm going to take Arizona. Um, twenty-one fourteen. Okay. Yeah, I think Arizona needs to lose this game. Um, considering they probably want Marvin Harrison Jr. in the draft. That would be incredible on this team. Oh my god! But um. I still do think they'll win. The Rams are simply that bad right now. Um, yep. Yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, Iron Car- Williams is coming back, though, before you make that prediction. Well, he's questionable. I, I didn't think about that. I think he's questionable. Yeah, questionable. Oh, man, this is hard. You know what? I think this is one of the first times I'm doing this. Uh, Cardinals 20, Rams 20. I, dude, if this is something you're right about. <laughs> I would fucking I, this lose is, my mind. This is the, the first tie of prediction season, in second which, and short history. This doesn't happen. We don't typically go this deep into a season without a tie. That is true. Yeah, no last week I, or Last year, I think we had two in week one. Yeah. Yeah, something ridiculous like that. Um, I think there's going to be a tie. Wow, the first ever tie prediction in second and short history. Well, pay yeah. attention, guys, because yeah. it's uh, we'll have to all see together. It's going to be an electric factory in Arizona. Twelve dollars to get in. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad, dude. Twelve dollars yeah, to is. get into an NFL game on Thanksgiving week. Oh my god! It's like going to see baseball. Ouch. Oh my god. It's not much better in Nashville. 26 bucks to get into the Titans game. Uh, but 
This one won't be easy to get into. Chiefs Raiders at Allegiant Stadium, $217 to get in. But the Chiefs, an eight-and-a-half-point favorite, coming off the loss on Monday Night Football to the Eagles, a gut-wrenching loss. And my thing is, the Chiefs cannot score in the second half. Is that your denotion? Yeah. They're going to have to score a lot of points. Actually, I, I'm not going to say a lot. They need to score 17 points in the first half if they want to beat the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because I don't think I think the Raiders' cap is like 17. Um, but the Chiefs can't score in the second half, so that's a big deal. No, another divisional game too. I know for this one. Divisional um, games. I don't. I don't really have much to say about this one. I. I think the Chiefs are caught. They're in a really bad spot after this game, I feel like. Maybe not the worst spot. They still, you know, obviously have a really good team and they're still going to be a contender. But this could be one of those games where it might be the perfect time for the Raiders to catch them. I agree. Especially at home. Yeah, it's. I think it's similar to the Broncos beating the Chiefs. Like, yes, that, that was very the, the right time similar. to catch them. I think it's similar for the Raiders. My only thing is, like, Josh Jacobs has been really bad. And if you want to beat this Chiefs team, you're not going to be able to throw to Devontae Adams. Legereus Sneed has been shut down. Um, and Jacoby Myers is simply a non-factor. I just – I don't trust Aiden O'Connell to be as good of a game manager as you need to be considering this Chiefs defense and how bad some of his offensive weapons have played. Yeah, um, no, I, I'm going to go Chiefs like, uh, I'm going to go uh, Chiefs 28-13. Um, yeah, I can't see Aiden O'Connell beating Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you know, we say that now. Maybe it does happen, but yeah, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to go similar. I'm going to go Chiefs uh, 28, Raiders 17. I like it. Um, let's go to the next game, Bills-Eagles. It's hard to pick against Ooh. the Eagles right now. Uh, considering they're at home as well, and the yeah, Bills but have the been Bills also did on the road. Yeah, they they did just put a smackdown last week though on the Jets. That was fun to watch. Yeah, I guess it was fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what you're looking for in an NFL game. Um, Exciting offense from at least one of the teams because uh, I don't ever get to see that anymore. That's, our defense is yeah, too good true. and our offense is too bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's my problem is that I'm trying team. to I'm trying to see quarterbacks hang on to the ball, um, so I didn't enjoy that game. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so uh, yeah, look, the Eagles are going to win this game. As simple as that. Uh, you really? I I, you I think, think it's that easy. I, unfortunately, I think the Eagles are going to end with like two or three losses, and it's going to be to teams that they shouldn't lose to. Like, okay, maybe they lose to the 49ers, actually. Um, They're running the gauntlet right now. Cowboys two weeks ago, Chiefs this past week, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys. Luckily, Seahawks, Giants, Cardinals, Giants to end the season, but shit. Dude, why do I feel like the two teams they lose to for the remainder of the season – are going to be actually on I'm looking at they're going to lose three games. They're going to lose three more Uh-oh. games. It's not going to be this week. It's going to be next week at uh versus the 49ers. The next the week after that at Dallas. And then um final week of the season. 
they'll lose to the Giants in MetLife. Okay. Um, well, they're also going to lose this week. No. I'm I'm going 28-24 Bills, man. Look, it's it's Josh That's Allen versus Jalen Hurts. Jo- Josh Allen is he's going to compete there. They're not going to get blown out by any means, though. It's not going to be like a I don't I don't think it'll be a two possession game. Um, I'm going Bills 28, Eagles 24. Okay, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go real close. I'm gonna go Eagles 28, Bills 27. Ooh, one pointer. Yeah. <clears throat> so I do think the Bills will cover. In case you were wondering, but let's get into <laughs> Sunday night football. Ooh. I don't like this one. Ravens Chargers. Uh oh man. Chargers just lost to the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> I think that end of discussion. End of discussion. The Chargers <laughs> just lost to the Packers. After okay. <clears throat> riddle me this, Batman. How the fuck can the Chargers put up what? Thirty eight points on the Lions? And then the hmm. next week, put up 20 points and lose to the Packers. I, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> it's crazy. Absolutely no idea. Like, um, But yeah, no. This, talk this, about like playing down to your opponent or playing up to your opponent. Yeah, uh, that's the epitome right there is the L.A. Chargers. Um, Grayson, this Ravens team is really fucking good, man. Um. And the Chargers aren't. The Chargers are very, very vulnerable. Um, yeah. They they have phenomenal play. I mean, it just it's always a broken record with these shitheads. You got Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen. Um, you don't have Quentin Johnston. Uh, Quentin Johnston doesn't have Quentin Johnston. But they they have a good team. They just can't they can't string it together. And they I, I don't know what it is. They're good, but they can't win. Uh, Baltimore is good and they can win. They've done it eight times. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's going to be Baltimore in this one big time. Gus Edwards looks good too. Um, Odell's coming off of a great game. It, they they look phenomenal. Yeah, very fun stat here. Uh, going into this game, Baltimore scores twenty seven point six points per game. Um, uh, and they've rushed for twenty one touchdowns this season while opponents have rushed for four touchdowns this season. Holy shit. So, uh, Austin Eckler, under half a rushing touchdown this week uh, if you're a gambler. Um, And, yeah, look, the the Ravens rush for 155 yards per game. It's actually ridiculous. And they still outpass their opponents, too. Yeah, there's just a, there's a zero percent chance in my mind that they lose to this Chargers team. Considering what the Chargers are best at is what the Ravens do the best at defending. Yeah, which is throwing to the number one wide receiver, which obviously hasn't worked for teams against the Ravens, and that's all they can do. All they can do is throw to Keenan Allen, and then running the ball, which Austin Eckler sucks enough at. And then you add on how good the rushing defense is of the Ravens. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going... Uh, Austin Eckler, he doesn't look like him anymore. No, no. He 
he looks like the guy that I would not give money to in the offseason and trade him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the the oh exact God. opposite of what we said all summer. Um, yeah. He looks exactly <laughs> like what the Chargers probably thought he would look like, which is, you know, tip their caps to them for uh, only giving him incentives. That he definitely yeah, won't Joshua hit. Kelly, 2024. Yeah. Shout out Joshua Kelly. <laughs> um, let's see. Raven, how high am I willing to go? Gus Edwards is good for two, so that's 14 points. Um, no Mark Andrews. Got to keep that in mind. No Mark Andrews for the rest of the season. Ah, fuck it. Ravens 35, Chargers 17. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to go uh, Ravens 31, Chargers 17. All right. I like it. All right. Glad we got that out of the way. That brings us to Monday Night Football. Bears-Vikings. Division game. Bears are kind of good. Vikings are pretty good. I I have no idea. I don't know. Justin Fields makes this undeniably hard to pick. Is that a fair Yeah, he does. I think so. There's no telling what the fuck happens if Justin Fields. Yeah, I, I mean, last week he had over a hundred yards rushing. That was kind of insane to watch. Um, God, and this uh, Vikings team just lost to the Broncos uh, in a yeah. comeback loss too. Um, nah, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the Bears can get this one because um, I, I really don't know what to get out of them. Like they, they seem like a, a okay three and eight team. I, I think out yeah. of all the teams that are that don't have four wins at least, the Bears are probably the best one. Um, Agreed. What a trade the Montez Sweat trade has been for them. He is a mean motherfucker on this Bears defense, and I love it. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't know what to think. Do we have a uh, Do we have Justin Jefferson back this week? I think we may. I don't back, think right? so. I think they're still easing him uh, back in. Is what I heard. And they they're not a team that can afford to ease anybody. He's, they said he's questionable. Yeah, I just looked it up. Justin Jefferson, my health, more important than fantasy football. It's actually not, but oh. you can think that if you All want right. to. Um, yeah. Just uh, just ask uh, the Bengals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Arthur Smith. Oh, man. Or, yeah, he loves doing that. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to take the Bears in a low-scoring affair this week. I'm going to go... Um, 21-16, Chicago. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to ride with a uh, bald man himself, Joshua Dobbs. Um, I'm going to go Vikings 24, Bears 20. Okay. Joshua Dobbs rushing touchdown. Always. <laughs> undeniable. Always. Uh, but, yeah, that is NFL Week 12. That is NFL Feast Week. Um. A whole lot of football to watch. Nobody on by. So, um, yeah, a whole lot of backup players to watch because everybody got hurt last week. Uh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, I, but, I, yeah there, there's been a lot of injuries this year, man. There has. It's fun. crazy. Um, all right, well, let's let's get into some MLB free agency news. The hot stove, or, you know, I guess the stove itself is hot uh, officially. And um, 
it all started off. It seems like this move kind of kicked off a bunch of other moves. The Phillies re-signed Aaron Nola on a seven-year, $172 million deal. What pains me, and I just voice cracked like a bitch, what pains me with this <laughs> is that saw some reports the Braves offered him six years, $160 million, and he didn't take it. Oh, man. That is so much more money. It's ridiculous. Dang, and they didn't take him. Wow. And now I just have to get oh. tortured by this guy for seven more years. I, I really thought after the Kyle Wright trade, I, I thought that's what the Braves were doing. Uh, don't worry. There's some things in store. Uh, yeah, like Shohei Otani. Yeah. Well, the, see, the thing is, is that we have to sign Shohei Otani. You know what? No, no, we'll talk about this at the end of this segment. But let's, uh, okay, look, Aaron Nola is a Philly. That's that's yeah. for sure. The, the guy Great lives, move for them. lives and breathes. Yeah, it's huge to bring him back because he's been a huge key to their success, a key to, you know, two straight, um, you know, attempts at a World Series. <laughs> or attempts at getting there. Um, nice try. Yeah. But, um, like, yeah, he's been a, a cornerstone of this rotation for as long as they've, you know, been on this hot streak uh, of, you know, the last couple of years. I, I think, look, uh, as much as I wanted to believe and as much as people believed oh. he would leave, hello. Here's my dad. He just uh, walked in mid-recording. This is my dad. <laughs> yeah. Everybody can say hi to Mr. John Morozik. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, we're talking MLB free agency right now. Yeah. Two new flavors of do. Oh, we got <laughs> This is amazing. Uh, uh, Voodoo. He, I, I love Mountain Dew and Dad always amazing. knows what to get me. Yeah, Mystic Punch and Voodoo. Fantastic. I actually might drink this one right now, but um, <laughs> not that cold. Yeah, I'm recording right now. Okay. Yeah, mid recording. I'm gonna put them in the fridge. Okay, sounds good. Right. I love you, Dad. I love you. So that was that was my dad. Um, yeah. What are we talking about, Aaron? I'm gonna put. I I want to <laughs> just put like featuring a special guest. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Luke's dad. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Yeah, that was um, that was better than I ever expected. Um, I like looked at the screen. I was like, "Who the?" I was like, "Wait, what?" Like I had to do like a double take. I was like looking at this screen, and I look back over, and I'm like, <laughs> "What is that?" Yeah, okay, who is this guy? <laughs> but um, oh man, yeah, I'm not getting swatted. Yeah, that's true. At least nobody's just sneaking up behind you while I'm recording them. Um, but yeah, Aaron Nola back to the Phillies just makes sense. Let's move on to the next deal, though. The Cardinals sign Lance Lynn on a one-year, ten million dollar deal. And I, okay, I understand that the Cardinals are trying to rebuild their extremely broken rotation. <laughs> I don't know if this is a good move. Yeah, one year for ten million dollars on a pitcher that kind of got shit on last year. All yeah, on both I don't, teams. I don't know either. He was on White yeah. Sox and Dodgers. He sucked. It, it's weird. To I, me. I don't know. I, I would have liked to have seen them. You know, if you're going to build your pitching rotation, I would have liked to have seen them just start at ground zero going into this season. Yeah. Um, not, not Lance Lynn for ten million dollars. Yeah. 
That's a that's a lot of money. <laughs> I agree. Um, and they also right. made another starting pitcher move deal today. Um, they signed Kyle Gibson to a one-year, twelve million dollar deal. Oh wow! So all these another, guys barely get acquainted with their team, and then they're gone. Yeah, it's just another not that good deal. Yeah, like Kyle Gibson is not a top-tier starting pitcher. Yeah, sure, both of these guys do probably replace Adam Wainwright and Jack Flaherty, but they're not, like, game-changing. These aren't World Series-level pitchers. And you have a fantastic offense. Great. You have a good mixture of veteran talent. You have MLB, you know, or sorry, MVPs on this team amongst, you know, fantastic rookies, top 100 prospects, like, you have good players all across that lineup, and they have shit pitching. I don't think Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson change anything. No, I, and, you know, maybe the thought process is, is, like, with the offense that they have now, they're just trying to bring talent in on the other side of the, you know, ball that just has not been going out well for them at all. So, yeah. but I, I don't think it's going to go well for them. I, I, I don't. I see what they're trying to do, but it's it's a bad way to go about it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next move, though, the Braves signed Ronaldo Lopez on three years, $30 million deal. I, I don't like the terms. I like the signing. Um, I think it's a okay. little too much for Ronaldo Lopez. But I like – I'm cool with three years, and I'm glad we picked up a veteran reliever. That's awesome. kind of the way I see it. Um, I think yeah. – you know, we've kind of seen his personality bloom uh, since he left the White Sox. But, um, yeah, I'm just kind of – I'm kind of happy to see him on this team. He seems like he fits in really well. We needed – you know, we need to address the bullpen. I think when it comes down to it, we could probably save some money on the bullpen to open up the starting pitching. And considering we opened up 14 roster spots uh, between trades and non-tenders – um, he's just one of the guys that fills a gap, and he's a, a great way to do it. So I, I'm I love the signing. Awesome. Um, awesome. Our next deal, the White Sox signed Paul Zhejiang on a one year deal. That one's confusing to me. I don't know the money that hasn't come out yet somehow, but you have Tim Anderson, so. Does this mean the White Sox are going full rebuild and they're going to be trading some players off this year? I don't know. I know hasn't Tim Anderson kind of been on the the seesaw as far as like what his future looks like over there in Chicago? Yeah, because well, it seemed like they were going to trade him, and then he was at the lowest value he's ever been at at the trade deadline this year, and yeah. then they weren't going to trade him. They're obviously going to hold on to Robert. He's not going anywhere, unfortunately. He's going to be the sacrificial lamb of this rebuild. Um, hopefully, you know, he could be the, the Freddie Freeman of this rebuild instead of the, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of guys that have not made it quite through the rebuilds. The Mike Trout, uh, possibly. Uh, hopefully yeah. he's not, you know, oh, well, I guess, okay, look, Mike Trout, well-respected multi-time MVP on the winning side. Don't want to be Mike Trout. Um so yeah, we'll we'll see what the direction of the White Sox goes. For now, signing Paul DeYoung makes me think they're going to trade Tim Anderson, just purely off the fact that Paul DeYoung 
can start in the MLB right now and would make sense for a rebuilding team to start at shortstop. Yeah, no, that, that, that's definitely a fair um, point to make right there. I, I don't know. Uh, where do you think Tim Anderson would go? Atlanta. Yeah. We need a shortstop. Would you like that? Yeah. I, I think he's... Dude, the- Orlando Arcia is the greatest player in the MLB. No, he's not. You got to look at the underlying numbers there, Luke. I love Orlando. I, I like... He added a lot to this team last year. Advanced stats would say otherwise. <laughs> um, but then again, Tim Anderson didn't hit a home run um, until August. <laughs> so I don't know if I want it. Incredible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's kind of the end of that discussion. But a little bit of news that came out. Uh, so Yoshinobu Yamamoto has officially been posted to the MLB free agency. Um, his window will close on January 4th. I got a feeling he gets signed within the next couple of weeks. Uh, that just kind of makes sense to me, um, considering they have a window for players to be signed out of Japan. Um, teams are going to get a want they're they're going to want to get a move like that done before the winter meetings in late December. So, um, but a big wrinkle in this is that he said he would like to play with fellow Japanese players. That changes things for a lot of teams that thought they were in the sweepstakes for Yamamoto. Yeah. Because, like, the Phillies don't have the payroll to go out and get a Japanese player right now. The Yankees probably don't have the payroll. Because think, there's only really one Japanese guy that you want in this free agency. (laughs) Shohei. Um, Yeah. That alludes to the joke I made about who are the Braves getting now. Um is Shohei Otani so that we can get Yoshinobu Yamamoto um, simply as a liaison. Um, (laughs) Yeah, We're going to spend a record-breaking amount on Shohei Otani to get Yamamoto. Um, No, that's not going to happen. But um, there is still destinations for Yamamoto that work. Um, The Mets still works. Kodai Senga. Um, I think... Now, with that news coming out, I think the Mets are the favorite for Yamamoto. And I already yeah, thought we'll that see. they probably were. It's uh, it's Tanaka time, baby. That's all I'm going to say. It's- okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Tanaka 2.0 time. All right. Well, um, I think that's uh, enough I want baseball. him so bad, Grayson. <laughs> It's about a I, fold I really for do. Yamamoto. That way we can trade Carlos Rodon. Um, you wish. And maybe he can go play in Japan so I can't <laughs> ever see him again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's enough oh, of the man. baseball. Let's go ahead and get into Premier League weekend. Uh, okay. Yeah. We have to start off with Man City Liverpool first. Uh, despite it not being Ooh. at least our favorite matchup of the weekend. Um, <laughs> Man City, yep. Liverpool, big deal. Top two teams in the table right now. They get the standalone early start, which kind of pisses me off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, despite I the know. fact that it gives me a chance to watch the game because I'm um, 
I'm closing that night. I kind of wish it was later in the day. Okay, big issue here. Erling Holland might not play. Huge yep. issue. Major issue. Yeah. Um, uh, possibly game-changing issue. No, it's not I don't know. possibly. I, I, it is a game-changing issue. Yeah, but Manchester City are the team that, you know, they can they can account yeah, for not having Erling just, Holland. You could just slide in Alvarez. Yeah, <laughs> really. Um and then Liverpool, you know, they've looked um they've looked great. It's crazy to think about them being like second place right now because um I, you know, kind of thought that they weren't going to do that, but I mean, they, they've been pretty much almost perfect in the Premier League so far. Um yeah. maybe better than Man City. As far Maybe. as like form goes recently, my, my um, thing with Liverpool is like they've they've almost seemed to be worse than they are because their draws feel like losses. Like whenever they yeah. draw, it feels like they lost the win was the idea. And it feels like a loss. Like it seems like it's all non-decisive draws. Um where it's not like, oh, both these teams played well. It's like Liverpool played very bad and let this team draw with them. Um exactly. I think that definitely plays a big part. Like didn't they draw fucking Luton Town? Yeah. Like that's bad. Yep. That should never happen. Month. Um no. so I, I don't know. It, it's hard to say. I think if Erling Holland's out, it makes it real hard to go with Man City. Just because Against this Liverpool defense, it's not easy to just get shots off. But Erling Holland happens to be amazing at it. Yeah, Liverpool are a team that can score too. So if you don't have Erling Holland, you may not be able to keep up with what they're doing on the other side. So exactly. Um. But I I'm going to I'm going to predict as if Erling Holland is playing. I'm going to go two two draw. Okay. Um. I think I'm going to go with Liverpool here, you know, with Holland wow. or not. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1. All right. Okay, let's talk about the match that matters. Liver. Nope. I was reading Liver- Liverpool. He already messed it up. Man- <laughs> Wait, really? I, I'm i just no. showing right now. Newcastle versus Chelsea. <laughs> Oh boy! Well, I- <laughs> fuck you. I hate Luke for the rest of this week. Yeah, we're we're being typical soccer fans, just without the knives and yeah. you know, police brutality in the stands. Correct. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like. Uh, I, Sorry, I just <laughs> I was about to say I'm going to shoot a flare into your house. Um. Continue though. Yeah, I. You know, I, I'm I'm taking Chelsea in this one. Not only are they my guys, and I'm talking to a Newcastle fan, but that that four four draw against City was a was a big win for Chelsea in my book. So yeah, I, I'm gonna take Chelsea. Um, Newcastle have lost uh, two two matches in a row, two nil, one to Bournemouth, and then one in Dortmund in the Champions League. Um, Chelsea are just on the better form right now. Yeah, Newcastle is uh, pretty injured right now. Uh, we're gonna be missing Botman. Jacob Murphy, Harvey Barnes, Dan Byrne, probably Callum Wilson as well, uh, and possibly Alexander Isaac. 
that really diminishes everything uh, on the attack and on the defense and it left mid with Harvey Barnes out. Luckily, like there are guys to fill these roles, which does make me feel pretty good. But if Chelsea's going to play like they did last or, you know, right before the international break, it's going to be real fucking hard to win this game. Um, I, I think the biggest part is having Sven Botman out. Obviously, the just the heart of our defense missing this game is huge. Um, oh man, it's tough. Like, I trust the midfield for sure. Um, and, and I trust a lot of the guys that are going to be playing. It's just hard to say that without some of the key guys that are there, um, that they'll look good. Cause like that Bournemouth loss was tough. Like the fucking midfield in that game against Bournemouth was Joe Willock. Um, what's his name? Lewis Miley and Sean Longstaff. Why? <laughs> I don't know why. Like this whole lineup was fucking horrible against Bournemouth. I I, I genuinely didn't understand. Yeah, sure. He got subbed out in the forty six. Shout out Lewis Hall. <laughs> One of the best on the team in that game, other than Nick Pope, who gave up two goals. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, like that front three definitely doesn't work at all. Joe Ellington on the left. Doesn't work. Gordon at striker doesn't work. And Miguel Almiron continues to just be so, like, here and there every week. So, yep. I just, if that's the kind of lineup that that, um, that we're going to be throwing out there, I, d- I don't think we'll win. If Gimaraish is back, which he should be, um, and a few other guys come back, then yeah, I'm confidence is back with what that was against Bournemouth I we can't win well no matter what formation or really what player personnel you run if Chelsea can't finish y'all are gonna win that's true so I I really I could my my prediction is Chelsea you're gonna win this game 2-0 but my my outliers are, I could totally see it being a 1-1 draw because Newcastle still have a good defensive identity. And, you know, what if Chelsea can't finish, but they get at least one goal? Yeah. But I also could see, you know, Chelsea completely falling apart, like kind of how we have been, um, you know, recently with the end of last season and kind of the beginning of this season. I, I could see Newcastle winning this game 1-0. But I- I'm going to yeah. go 2-0 as my, my, uh, my lock-in score prediction. Okay, yeah, I, I have, man, I, I don't even know if I can make a decision here. Um, I'm going to, for the sake of it, uh, I have to pick Newcastle uh, simply because you are the person uh, that I'm talking to. I have, Newcastle 1-0, 1-0. And if you can't tell <laughs> in my voice or by looking at me, I am not confident in that at all. I was just about to say. Like, <laughs> I'm about as confident as I was talking about the Falcons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you're you're kind of like you're you're being a little bit Debbie Downer right now. I'm not gonna. Lie. I like, am. Are you? Are you? Like- it's a matter of it's. It, I gotta stand up straight real quick. 
It's a matter of <laughs> that all of the players that I've gotten invested in with Newcastle are either hurt or suspended for gambling. Um, <laughs> like, I love love Sven Botman, love Jacob Murphy, love Dan Byrne, love Callum Wilson now. I've come around on him. All probably going to miss this game. It's all the guys except Gimmerreich that I've like totally bought into are like not in the lineup right now. So it's it's skewing my view of this squad. Do I genuinely think they can win against really anyone? Yeah, I do. We're seventh in the table for a reason. We have a 14 goal differential. I don't see any issues there. It's just when we have this many players out of the lineup, it's hard to believe in them against Chelsea, who seems to be making a turn for the better. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, let's move on to the next game, though. A big one as well. Um, uh, another, you know, near the top of the table matchup here, Spurs versus Villa. Uh, on Sunday, this one's huge. Uh, Spurs yeah. have kind of plummeted a little bit out of, you know, being first place for a while. They're now sitting in fourth with 26 points. Aston Villa only a point behind in fifth place. This is a big one for both teams. Tottenham has a chance to jump up possibly into third place with a win. If Liverpool or Man City loses, um, they can move into second place. Uh, or sorry, they could uh, be tied with Man City on points with a draw. Like This is a big one for Tottenham. And then Aston Villa as well, if Liverpool loses, could jump uh, over Liverpool. Yeah, I what I am liking to see out of Tottenham, though, is ever since that 4-1 loss to Chelsea, they've continued to lose. Um, of course, there's only one game after that, but they did lose to Wolves. Um yeah, no, Aston Villa have kind of been slipping a little bit. Um, yeah. I don't know if this is really, you could say, like a permanent slip because their their losses have been bad. But, um, yeah, they're, they're not really, uh, they're not playing effectively as they once were. And then on the other side, you know, Aston Villa, I, I think are honestly the hotter team going into this one. You know, mm-hmm. you're coming off of a 3-1 win against Fulham. That was, um, you know, just always a really good time, you know, yeah. to beat Fulham. Fuck Fulham. But um, no, I I'm kind of leaning more towards Aston Villa in this one. If it, if it was any other mid table team, I would think that maybe Tottenham could kind of break their uh, two game lost uh, stretch. But um, running into Villa right now is going to be very hard. Yeah, I agree. I I think uh you know Tottenham may have benefited from having a week off, considering their form. I think we've kind of talked about that with a few teams now. Uh, at these, you know, multiple international breaks throughout this first half of the season that, like, some people have been pretty lucky um, at when the international break comes in just based on form. And possibly Tottenham got lucky here. I just, I don't know if they really did. Um, Christian Romero is going to be serving a suspension in this game, um, which is a pretty big deal. Uh, Richarlison's out, which doesn't matter at all. Uh <laughs> I I feel bad at this point for shitting on him so much, but I'm sure he deserves it for something. Um, yeah. Um, Vic, uh, Mickey Vandeven uh, will miss this one uh, as well, and he's been great this season. And James Madison, out till mid-January. That's the game-changer to me. Yeah, big um, time. To me, Villa just has 
so much that you know playmaking ability and, and just creating chances that um I think Villa's gonna take this one two one. Yeah, I'm gonna match you on that. Okay. Yeah. I only say two one because uh Villa hasn't kept a clean sheet in seven matches. Yeah, there we go. All right. Uh rest of the lineup though for the week. Uh Burnley, West Ham, Luton, Crystal Palace, Nottingham Forest, Brighton, Sheffield United, Bournemouth. Brentford Arsenal, that's all on Saturday. And then on Sunday, uh, Everton Man United after the Spurs-Villa game. And then Monday, Fulham Wolves. And then into December. Can't believe it's already here. I know. It's uh, it's wild. Flying by. Well, uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's talk about the Champions League. It's coming back as well as it does after the international break. And... Um, Match day five. It's a big deal for um, for qualification for the knockout stages here because oh, yeah. we have, I think, only two uh, two groups have actually been settled on who's going to the knockout stage, but the Europa League spot is still up for grabs in those groups. So um, right now, Bayern, Copenhagen. So Bayern has 12 points. They're already clinched in. Uh, nobody can even take first from them. They haven't lost a match. Copenhagen and Galatasaray are tied right now. Um, I believe Copenhagen has the better goal differential at negative one uh, with four points. Galatasaray, a negative two goal, goal differential with four points. Manchester United, with their sole win, has three points. And they sit in fourth place. Yeah, won't even make the Europa League. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and then in Group B, uh, you have Arsenal with nine points sitting atop. Uh, PSV and Lens both with five points. Uh, PSV, I believe, actually, I believe Lens might have the better goal differential. Um, yeah, I believe they do. And then um, PSV and then Sevilla. Only two points. Two draws and then two straight losses. This is a... Big week for Sevilla, for sure. Just trying to stay alive. And then in Group C, Real Madrid, they have won all four games, uh, as as expected. Uh, Napoli, kind of here and there, but they're at seven points. Uh, I believe a draw here uh, would clinch them a spot uh, in the knockout stages. And uh, Union Berlin, who has been abysmal in Bundesliga, uh, is abysmal here, too. Uh, they're behind Braga. Uh, for fourth place here for Union Berlin with only one point uh, with their draw with Napoli. They have been horrible, dude. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> like, terrible. Yeah. Uh, group D is settled, though. Real Sociedad and Inter will both be moving on. They both have 10 points. Their only uh, draw comes with each other. And then uh, Salzburg, who won their first match and lost everything else, um, is in... Third place, probably going to get the Europa League spot considering Benfica's lost all four matches. That's so surprising. It man. is. Yeah. Especially like considering they played Salzburg and Salzburg beat them. Um, yeah. And then Group E is nowhere close to settled. Atletico Madrid sits atop with eight points, but Lazio right behind them with seven, and Feyenoord right behind them with six. Celtic probably doesn't have a chance with one. Uh, n- they could sneak into Europa League, but I don't see it happening. Uh, yeah, I don't either. F. Oh, 
This one is a shit show. Group F of Dortmund, PSG, Milan, and Newcastle. Dortmund, uh, Dortmund has, flipped, the, Dor- yeah, table Dortmund flipped the whole table. <laughs> they have seven points after two straight wins over Newcastle. PSG goes win-loss, win-loss. They have six points. Milan now at five points after their win last week over PSG. And Newcastle went draw-win, loss-loss. Both losses to Dortmund kind of killed them, but put them at four. Literally, a Newcastle win over PSG this week, and they're at seven points. And let's say Milan and Dortmund draw. Newcastle's in second. Milan stays in third. PSG goes to... Or, uh, PSG would actually be in third. Milan would go to last on goal differential. Yeah. Yeah. This group will Crazy. be pandemonium. I am sure of it. Um, I'd be down making the Europa League, um, considering the strength of this group. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I would no, I mean, that's prefer totally to fair. go to the knockout stages. But um, considering the strength of this group, I would be um, okay going to the Europa League. I'll say that. Uh, group G, though, that one's settled. Wow. Uh, well, the Europa League spot's not, but Man City hasn't lost. Leipzig lost once to Man City. And then uh, <laughs> Red Star and uh, Young Boys both have one point. Uh, wow. Was that a draw with each other? Correct. It would have had to have been. Yeah. yeah and I think their next match is uh, against each other. Uh, group H, our final group, Barcelona and Porto are actually even tied at the top. Um, nine wow. points for each, a six-goal differential for each. And then Shakhtar Donetsk has six points. And uh, Antwerp, the only team other than Benfica with zero points. Oh, Pretty man. Tough. Why do they even like these teams, man? Yeah. That's uh that's brutal. Oh, but man. uh you know matches wise this week obviously big matchups considering you know where teams sit uh you know all the matchups in uh in group E are big Lazio Celtic Feyenoord Atletico Madrid um you know the one that could shift things around the most is PSG Newcastle uh which we already talked about obviously Milan Dortmund's a great matchup. Uh but Barcelona Porto is big. Uh, for the first seed in that group, considering they're both tied on nine points. Yeah. Um, Galatasaray, Manchester United. Yeah, big. Massive. Massive, massive. I still, I'm still holding true to my, my, my promise. I think Galatasaray is going to be in it. I really do. Yeah, I do as well. Even Ar- Arsenal Lens could get interesting too, yeah. depending Sevilla, on what Lens can do. Sevilla needs six points in these last two matches to make the Europa League, most likely. Uh, they start out with PSV. Yeah. And um, Bayern Copenhagen is big because, you know, since Bayern's probably already clinched the first seed uh, out of that group, Copenhagen kind of probably wants points here uh, to stay, you know, at least have a cushion over Man United. Yeah. Um, let's see. Sociedad Salzburg could be kind of big as well. Uh, and Braga... yeah, I mean, depending on. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, wait. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. <laughs> no. I was gonna say uh, Benfica and Inter could be interesting as well, just with how they're tied yeah. on points with Sociedad. Also, yeah, uh, I think Braga Union Berlin is big as well because if Union Berlin can win that game, 
they'll, I believe, be ahead of Braga and get into the Europa League somehow, despite being last place in the Bundesliga. They need that, man. They need that. <laughs> maybe they don't. Maybe they don't need to play more international matches. Maybe they just need uh, yeah. to play in the Bundesliga. <laughs> well, that, that seems to suck, too. Yeah. It, for them as well. It definitely does. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's just about all the matches uh, that are happening next week in the Champions League. Make sure you guys check those out because they're always fun to watch, especially when you get to see some of those teams go on the road. But for now... Let's ask some questions. Questions time. Let's do it. Luke, Let's do it. Do you want to start? Nah, you got it. Okay. I'm um, starting with baseball. 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 Who is a player that will have a breakout season next year? Breakout season? Yeah. So maybe somebody that either maybe maybe even bounce back, either one. Bounce back, break out. I like, um, I think Kyle Tucker will be the best player on the Astros next season. I, I don't know if you can really call that a breakout because he's already really good, but I think he'll be better than like Jordan, Altuve. I, I think Kyle Tucker is going to be the best one. Okay. I like that. Yeah. That, that, I like that's that my too. prediction. Maybe uh maybe AL MVP if Otani jumps division or uh, jumps leagues. Yeah, that's, that's really the only way he can at this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, then again, Otani won't be pitching next year, so that that definitely opens the door. Yeah. Well, opens the door for him to hit better too. That's fair. Yeah. Um, all right. That what was a good one. For? Um. Best running back duo in the NFL so far. I think I got to give it to Jameer and David Montgomery. That's who I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like how Najee and Jalen Warren offset each other. Yeah. But they're, they don't put up the numbers like the Lions guys do. <laughs> that's Not true. at all. Let me, Not at all. Let me take a little bit of a deeper look. Uh, into I, I like now. the Cowboys giving more more touches to Rico Dowdle. Yeah, Rico Dowdle. I feel like that's been kind of helping Tony out a little Agreed. bit. I oh well, okay. I know A Chain's been hurt, but Raheem Mostert and A Chain would be a good shout. Yep, that's up there as well. Honestly, the the trio uh, just because they've kind of been funneling uh, throughout, but the Bears' running game has been pretty good. Dante Foreman, Roshan Johnson, and Khalil Herbert. You know, all those guys yep. have spent some time on the injured list, but um, all playing pretty well. Um, you could also talk about whatever Ravens running back you want and Gus Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. Just uh, pick one out of the yeah, sky. Ray Rice, one. even, you could say. Yeah. 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 Damn, I would hate to get caught on an elevator with that guy. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> I was actually uh, an elevator attendant. Oh, for that yeah. uh yep. UFC match? Yeah. Gotcha. Missed um, me though. Your turn, Grace. Luckily. <laughs> uh, Missed me. All right. Um uh, you asked an NFL question, so I'm gonna go soccer. What's the deal with all the news coming from this past international break? So much happened. Oh, I know. A lot of uh, a lot I of I feel injuries. like I can typically go an in international break without sh- like jack shit. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's the media trying to convince us that it's actually a good thing. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Oh, okay. Making news out of Then that. again, some good news that came during the international break, though. They uh they vetoed or they uh didn't pass that rule that would stop Premier League teams uh from loaning players from clubs that their owners also own. Oh, there we go. Yeah. That's good. Ronaldo on loan to didn't- Newcastle. Confirmed. They they announced that uh, <laughs> they they announced that we're um in Atlanta we're getting a uh aren't we getting a final match in Atlanta? Did you see that? Oh no, we're getting the opening match of the Copa America. That's what it was. Yeah. That's gonna be exciting. Yeah, for sure. Um we also of course had the Argentina Brazil crowd issue. Yes. The videos are yeah, horrible. I, I, um, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, and a it, it, little bit deeper, too, because uh, those countries do not like each other. No. Um, and no. so, you know, you almost wonder, you, you wonder what the Argentine crowd did to make the Brazilian police respond in that way, but you also wonder if maybe the Brazilian police were being Brazilian, not police officers. Yeah. Yeah, sticking, you know, getting their that bias in the way of their jobs could definitely have yep. been a part of it. But like, we also had, um, you know, Huangman Son playing against China. Okay, oh, yeah. what, what's the deal? Lasers always happen in international matches. Oh, oh my God, I don't know. I do not like, know, I, but it, I it's don't the see them very often. But it's always international matches, and it's almost always Asian, Eastern European, or like the like or like uh, Africa. I was about to say, look up um, whenever we're done recording. There's one of Muhammad Salah Egypt- that's crazy. Yeah, it, the, the that is the one I'm talking about. That Egypt game, I uh, who was the country that they were playing to try to go to the World Cup? Do you remember who they? I don't remember who it was against, but I definitely remember the scenario. Yeah, um, not like he only was were like they he literally was lit up with lasers. Yeah, while he was trying to take a penalty, he misses. Egypt gets knocked out away from they're they're, they're away at, at this other country yeah. too, and then the other country storms them at the tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> after shining lasers in his face, like it just unbelievable. But yeah, I don't I don't know what it is with laser culture. Yeah, and then uh, we had Mohamed Salah getting like in like escorted off the field against Sierra Leone uh, as well yeah. this week. So I, much I actually stuff didn't happened. even hear about I that think, one. I think uh, Kamavinga got hurt in training and is out for the like rest of the year. Oh, yeah. So much happened. Crazy. Yeah, that's a bummer. You and I love Kamavinga. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Way too much news came. I think that was – that. I, I asked that question because I wanted to talk about all the stuff. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah, no, no. It, that, that, was, uh, that was a good question. Um, yeah. Well – uh, so you went soccer. I now got to go MLB. So out of all the free agent signings or the ones that haven't been signed, and I, I know you kind of have like a, a plan in your head of where all these players are going to go, yeah. who do you think is going to be the most effective free agent from oh. uh, the players that are in there? I think it's hard to go against so, Otani. Uh, that's what of I Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll, I'll go with something more creative. Um, I think there is a few guys – out there that can simply not fail at playing the game of baseball. And one of them is Jimer Candelario. Okay. I went for a little bit of an underrated pick there, but he is a guy that just <laughs> simply 
does not play bad. <laughs> okay. Something about him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Jimer Candelario. No matter okay. where he ends up. Awesome. He might end up back on the Nationals is what I'm hearing, uh, which would oh, wow. be crazy. They send him to the Cubs for, like, nothing. He does nothing for them. Doesn't get, Like, he plays well. They don't even get to the playoffs. Becomes a free agent, goes back. That would be awesome. <laughs> it's like that's like an Araldus Chapman. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> then if you get bored of that <laughs> Yeah. If you get bored of that team that you went back to, just stop throwing triple digits. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> that's all you gotta do. Yeah, John McCandelar is essentially Araldus Chapman, except he doesn't pitch and does not commit domestic assault. <laughs> Gotta throw that out. Yeah, gotta gotta make sure that's like being like this guy plays a lot like Deshaun Watson. (laughs) (laughs) No, not that kind of plays. Um, All right, Uh, what's the best NFL Thanksgiving moment? Dude, I'm I was this close to writing down that same question. There to Um, me, there is one answer. I. There's a lot, dude. I, I remember one year, I don't remember what season, um, like what year it was, but uh, Antonio Brown murdered the fucking Colts, and then uh, Ben, Bell, and Brown got to eat turkey after the game. Um, that was awesome. Uh, I also remember, uh, well, we we weren't alive for this game, but Randy Moss yeah, against the Cowboys the is, is a big one. But... I also don't want people to forget uh, the Steelers. I think it was another Steelers Colts Thanksgiving, and uh, Jerome Bettis wasn't heard correctly at the coin toss. Steelers Lions. Oh, go ahead. Nineteen ninety eight. Lions. Steelers okay. Lions. Nineteen ninety eight. Um, yeah, the the ref. Yeah. Like Jerome Bettis called the overtime coin toss while it was in the air, and it seems it looked like. Jerome said tails, lands on tails, and the ref says that Bettis said heads and gave the Lions yeah. the ball. Steelers never even got the ball, um, and the Lions kicked field goal and won. Yeah. Um, the only other one that comes to mind is RG3 beating the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. I just That's a very obscure one, but that one was a very, very entertaining game as well. Yeah, um, also, yeah uh, Thanksgiving football. Bottom line, it's awesome. Yeah, the uh, the Creed <laughs> halftime performance of 2001 uh, that is the popular oh video my. Uh, where the dude is, like, flying across the field. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's legendary. Yes. Um, yep. Tom Brady went, uh, like, he had an insane game in, like, 2010. Peyton Manning threw six touchdowns on Thanksgiving Day in 2004. The butt fumble. Ow. Happened on Thanksgiving Day. No way. Yeah, November twenty second, twenty twelve. Butt fumble. Wow. Uh, that's all I've got. But yeah, a lot all of right. legendary moments come from Thanksgiving. Uh, what's going to be the legendary moment this year? <laughs> what's going to happen, um, Luke? Tell us. Uh, man, I, I well, I, I think Amon Raw. The I stage is set for him. That. About to say yeah, the stage is set for Amon Ra to have. Uh, shit, uh, fuck it, he'll have a 200 yard game against the Packers. Okay, I, I want something iconic, so I'm going to try to manifest it. Amon right. Ra for 200 yards. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm more thinking a crazy moment rather than like a crazy performance. Um, 
we're going to see one of the most wicked injuries. I oh, hate God. to do that. <laughs> what the fuck? I just... <laughs> feels right. <laughs> oh, what are we talking about? <laughs> like that. Not like... Not like DeMar Hamlin's situation bad. Just like, we're going to see some bone. Oh, my. <laughs> A turkey leg. I, I already feel horrible. I don't even. <laughs> Future me should edit this out. Present me is going to tell him not to. Um, people need. I need to be. I need to be properly reprimanded for what I just said. Um. Okay. That's the episode. That's second and short. Backwards leg. Uh, I never even changed the scene throughout this entire episode. I'm just now realizing that. So you've been able to see these socials this whole time and you aren't following them. What are you doing? And then you're going to go to that social media account. You're going to find the link tree in the bio, and then you're going to share the link tree with all your friends. But you're also, while you're on YouTube, you're going to subscribe, like, comment, every turn on the notifications go back watch all the other episodes because we have a podcast playlist that plays it all in chronological order or in reverse chronological order for you so you can let's say you don't know what happened in the conference championship games last year in college football go back and listen to me and Brock talk about them i don't know why you need that information right now just a little hint georgia won the sec um. <laughs> um really? Yeah. Uh. Surprisingly. Um. But yeah. Do whatever you'd like on the YouTube. Uh. Except block us. I don't even know if that's an option. Uh. And then go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Rate us five stars. Listen to the episodes there. How you like them. Um. And uh. Yeah. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I hope everybody is having a great Black Friday. And um, Christmas right around the corner. Hanukkah as well. I will be observing. Just hey, let's all be thankful. Yes, let's everybody. let's actually participate in the holiday. It's yeah. not just food and football. Exactly. Need everybody. Well, you're seeing this after the fact, but I hope on Thursday, yesterday, yep. y'all actually, you know, took a moment, looked at you know the roof over your head, looked at whoever you're with, you know, just be thankful for something. It, it's you know, let's actually participate in the holiday. Yeah. Watch the parade too. Yeah. Um, the dog show. The dog show is dog fucking show's great. Good. I love the dog show. Love the parade. And I'm um, hoping to watch some good football too. But let's all be thankful. I'm yeah. thankful for I you, Grayson. It. I'm thankful, thankful for, for you. you, Luke. And uh, as me and yeah. Colin said on Monday's episode, I'm thankful for sports. <laughs> Go sports. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all I've got. And remember, uh, while you're sitting, well, I guess you're not sitting around the table anymore with your family. Um, Tell all of your family members about this podcast. And if they're really old, go on their phone and download this podcast. <laughs> For them. Yeah. Make it autoplay when they get in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on blast throughout their nursing home. All right. That's enough. I'm losing it. <laughs> we'll catch everybody later. Peace. Peace.